0: and as we seek to point Christ to those who are lost and struggling Get up!
1: Today we are beginning a series entitled, Friends with the World, Enemies of God. And this series draws upon a verse from the book of James chapter 4, which says, Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Over the next few weeks, together we will explore our relationships with God our understanding of his nature, our feelings about his love and the choices that we make in response to our unique perspectives. As I say this, I want to emphasize the word unique because each of us has a truly unique perspective of God's love. And this unique perspective affects our heart's response to his love. For example, I've said before that I had an amazing father who was loving and gentle. Partly as a result of this, partly because of the way I interpret scripture as a Jew who believes in Jesus, and partly as a result of God's work in my life, I envision God as unconditionally loving, forgiving, and genuinely desirous of giving me a future filled with hope. At the same time, I understand that many have not had such good fortune with their earthly fathers, and this affects their picture of God, the Father. And finally, I realize that some people have only experienced God through religion, and this experience has shaped their perspective, and sometimes in a negative way. Now, although each of us might have a different perspective of God, what we share in common is that the choices that we make based on our unique perspectives shape everything about our lives. Let me repeat that. Our lives amount to the sum of our choices. And I believe our choices are shaped by our perspective of God. Further, I believe that these choices determine our relationship with the world. Truly, There is no escaping the fact that our choices determine our lives. And what James makes painfully clear in chapter 4, verse 4, is that either we choose the things of the world, or the things of God, and there is no middle ground. To help us with this discussion, Pastor Jeff Neal from Logos Community Church in Harlingen, Texas, is back. Pastor Jeff, welcome.
0: Hey, great to be with you guys. Looking forward to another episode.
1: Thanks so much, and as always, I'm joined by and so grateful for Christy Stratton, my tremendous wingman.
2: Hello, everyone, and hello, Pastor Jeff.
1: Hi there. Friends, before we begin, I must remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views, and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. Pastor Jeff, would you please pray for us?
0: I'd love to. Heavenly Father, we we um, join with you on this Father's Day, and we're so thankful for the fathers we've had. We're most thankful for you being our heavenly Father. Uh, we ask you to be with us during this episode. May uh, may your truth shine through. May may it be encouraging to all who listen, and may we see you clearly as you are. And we
1: pray all of these things in the matchless name of your Son Jesus. Amen. 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 Pastor Jeff, happy Father's Day weekend. Right
0: back at you, man. I have four I'm very proud of. And so it is I love Father's Day.
1: That is very cool.
2: And happy Father's Day to both of you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. If you remember, Pastor Jeff and I met in college, and then he went on to become a Marine Infantry Officer, and I went on to be a pilot. And I thought I was cool, but later I ended up leading advisor teams on the ground in Afghanistan, and I realized that Jeff had been having all the fun all that time because that was really great. Did you enjoy being an infantry officer, Jeff?
0: I, I did. I loved it. And, and you know, right, we're taught every Marine rifleman, every Marine officer, a, a rifle platoon commander first, and so I did. I think there's no, no uh, better crucible for leadership than you know a, a small unit infantry leader. So yeah, I loved it.
1: You know, it kind of strikes me, and this is totally off top. Well, not totally off topic, but uh, it's away from my notes and everything, is when you are a Marine officer, especially an older, more senior Marine officer, so advisor teams tend to be led by senior guys because you're making some pretty big decisions. Uh, you're out there by yourself. So my Marines kind of looked at me, I would guess, as part father, part, officer, part leader, part brother, and I remember I had this one young Marine on my team in Afghanistan, and I would say, hey, buddy, good morning, how you doing? And he wouldn't respond, and finally one day I stopped and I said, hey, how come when I say hi or good morning, you don't say anything, and he looks at his feet, and he looks all sheepish, and he says, "Uh, sir, I've never talked to an officer before. And I was like, wow, that is, that is totally interesting. But, so it's Father's Day weekend, and we're kicking off this series that's going to be about if you're a friend of the world, you're an enemy of God. And the reason why we're starting it this weekend is because it's so important to understand the view that we have of God the Father and how that shapes things. And then over the next number of weeks, we will look at the ways that we are being put to a decision And how we make choices. Uh, We're going to look at the attack on masculinity and uh, masculine leadership and how anything masculine is called toxic. And we're going to look at uh, how a person makes choices. And Christy's going to help us in that conversation using her coaching expertise. And so all of those things are great, but they begin with our perspective of God the Father. And so here is my contention. Our thoughts and feelings about God drive the choices we make to pursue Him or to pursue the things of the world. And we each have different feelings about that, and that makes us make different choices, and then we end up in these situations. But one way or another, we will eventually all look back on our lives, and we will either smile or well, we will have regret. With that said, life is the sum of the choices that we make. Pastor Jeff, what are your thoughts on that?
0: I, I think you're right, Rich, and I think that is good to acknowledge that our experiences, our feelings, they do guide us, and they do, um, they do kind of form us. The caution would be... Um, you know, I, I think of the quote, if you tell me where you're going to find your answers, I can pretty much tell what answers you'll come up with. And so we need to be very careful that we specifically talking about our Heavenly Father, that you and I, we, we don't count just on our opinions or our feelings. all Very real they may be, but we go to this, our source, to the Bible, to figure out how has God revealed himself as Father, and that is where we need to start, not with our feelings. Not discounting our feelings, but we, we have to start with how God has revealed himself as Father.
1: And he has, hasn't he? And you make a great point. And as we read the Bible, I think we were talking about it last show or the show before that, we were talking about how the Bible even in these stories that people don't look at very much, uh, some of the old Testament stories and stuff, God just reveals his nature, his desires, his hopes. Uh, there's one place I can think of where he even lets us know about his hurt, uh, when we turn away from him and somebody might say, God doesn't, uh, have heard about that. And I would disagree vehemently. So, um, um, I think that's very true, and so what I would ask, Jeff, is who is God to you?
0: Well, um, I mean, He is Father, and, and even in saying that, Rich, I was thinking that um, how special is that? We're, I'm preaching through the book of John right now, and one of the first weeks we started with John one twelve, that reminds us as Christians, you know, yet to all who did receive Him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And so we've all been at a community event or, you know, sometimes there's a disaster and there's this prayer meeting and everyone says, hey, we're all children of God. But here's what this verse says is that, yeah, God is creator of all, but there is a unique, special way at which the Christian has now become God's child. We have a special Unique father child relationship with our Heavenly Father that everyone does not have. I, that makes me think very um, kindly and warmly of Him.
1: Yeah, That's awesome. Uh, gave the right to become. So our lives are about the becoming. You know, it's not like we had that saying in the Marine Corps Domino Nabisco, shredded wheat, bang, there it is. <laughs> it is a becoming, it is a maturing. And uh, there's the idea, I think, sometimes in people that hardship says that God doesn't care and struggle says that we aren't purely and plainly loved. But the truth of the matter is, it is in that pure and plain and unconditional love that God allows us to be subjected to hardship, circumstantial, or by the choices that we make so that we can learn and can mature and can continue in our becoming of the children of God. How hard must that be for him in the same way? It's hard for me as a father to look at my son when he's doing something that I know isn't going to work out well, (laughs) and then uh, it breaks your heart and you'd really like to fix it or make it right. But the truth of the matter is if he does not come to that choice by himself, then he will also not know the fruits of that choice. And we're going to talk about that when we come back with Pastor Jeff Neal, former Marine Infantry Officer and pastor of the Logos Community Church. Stay with us.
0: I was dying to be free. And it was there.
2: Hello, everyone. This is Christy Stratton. As you may know, I'm host Richard Mendelow's wingman. You might wonder what a wingman is. Here on Courageous Christianity, it means I'm here to support the host of the show in our efforts 800-4940. And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of Richard's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. You will absolutely love this devotional, and it will help you to become more equipped in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit for you, you can also donate by going to CourageousChristianity.today. So text to donate to 281 or go to CourageousChristianity.today. Friends, thank you. We are so very grateful for your listenership and for your support.
1: Friends, welcome back. We are talking with Pastor Jeff Neal about God the Father as part one of our series, which says, if you are friends with the world, you are enemies of God. And that might sound harsh, and we see how people try and find some middle ground And it does not work, because you will be conformed to the world, and God does not want that, because if your eyes are focused down here on the things of man, they're not focused up on the things of God. And so, as I see it, there are a couple issues at play. In talking about people's perspective of God, we open up sensitive conversation, because we tap into their feelings about their own fathers, or about religion, or about suffering, or about life in general. Some people struggle to see God as unconditionally loving, and so Pastor Jeff has some thoughts on the real nature of God and how we can see those when we think about the role of a father. Pastor Jeff? Yeah,
0: well, I was thinking the last uh, last time, Rich, of, of just even when you mentioned when things are going away, or perhaps when we are being disciplined by the Lord, and that. Of course, I went to Hebrews chapter 12, where the writer is reminding them, for instance, starting in verse 5, he says, My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline. You and I, I'm sure as fathers, we've disciplined our children. We don't allow our two-year-old to run into the street. And in the two-year-old's mind, that's that's restrictive and not fair. Um, We know better. Well, you and I have to trust that God knows better. And so his discipline is, is from a place of love. He wants the best for us. His way is the best for us and again that's why i have to get my view of god from his word not from my human experiences ultimately
1: yeah the most important relationship of your life you cannot take somebody else's word for it you've got to reach in yourself we said the other day that the holy spirit speaks to each of us uniquely as we read the bible and uh that voice uh shapes what we think if you ask me uh Question. My answer to most questions is always, what does Scripture say? Because as Jeff cautioned in the first segment, we don't want to just see things through our own eyes. We want to see things through the Bible and the verses of the Bible. And so... Here's one. Another one. Uh, Matthew chapter seven, verses seven through eleven says, "Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened." And so, this is a loving God who, like the prodigal son's father, waits for each of us to return in our time and according to our experience, and according to His time. But uh, we have to make that turn from the faraway land, and we have to uh, look for God and where we find him at home, uh, and we learn about all of that through his word. So as I think about that, uh, the prodigal son was living in uh, faraway lands and uh, doing all of the things of the people there. And eventually he knew he just had to go home to be, uh, in his father's arms and in his father's love. So a lot of the struggles that we see come from that place. And it is about choice. He made the choice to turn away from faraway lands. And Christy told me an awesome story about choice. Remember, um, the teacher, will you tell us that remind me of that story?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so years ago when I was married, I had, a, a the youngest stepchild and we were at like a parent teacher night or something like that and and as i recall it we were they were kind of the day in the life of the kindergartner or whatever you and changing rooms and all these children were in a line and moving from room to room and i just noticed they were so well behaved and i looked at the teacher and i said how do you keep them all in line like n- not only physically but figuratively too right and she said well when they get out of line I just put my hand over their head and I mean just kind of if you can imagine like since you guys can't see me right now but just kind of just hovering your hand kind of horizontally over the top of the crown of their head she just would kind of wave it there and say make another choice and at that moment I just was like speechless because you know usually it's get back in line, Johnny, you know, don't, don't, you, you know, you're such a terrible kid. I mean, I'm going a little bit far fetched, but that can happen where you're disciplining, not just disciplining the behavior uh, you're telling the person that they're bad because of their behavior. Think of how many times that's happened to us throughout our years. But in this moment, this teacher empowered the child just simply make another choice.
1: Make another choice, and we make that choice based on the nature of God. What are some of the uh, descriptors, Pastor Jeff, that you would have of God's nature?
0: You mentioned the prodigal son. I love in that passage when the son's making his way back, the father runs towards him. Yeah, you know, he would he'd be right to kind of cross his arms and and make the son grovel at his feet, and he doesn't. He runs. In what would have been, in that time, even an undignified manner, to lavish love on his son, and, um, you know, Jesus said, reminds the, the people in Luke chapter twelve, "Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom." He reminds them how often, you know, these the, the flowers of the field or two sparrows, or you know, are sold for a penny. Um, how much more are we worth to the Father? And so, look, the Father does discipline. A good Father does. The Father does guide and and give boundaries. But our Father is so uh, loving and and has goodness planned for us. Now, not always good, as we would describe, doesn't meet every uh, desire. But He knows best. You remember the old TV show, Father Knows Best. Our Heavenly
1: Father knows best. He's good. Yeah, His as heaven is above the earth, so His ways are higher than our ways, and His thoughts are thoughts. And I remember I was in terrible financial straits in the early 2000s, and I used to pray to win the lottery all the time. And I never won the lottery, but in the uh, fall of 2003, God called me, And I won the lottery in terms of being called to Jesus Mm, out of what I was doing out of the faraway places I was living a completely secular life. And I've told the story before um, in cruise in the airplane, 39,000 feet autopilots on and a voice says to me out of the blue, literally, you need to learn about Christ. Mm. And I turned to the guy I was flying with and I said, what did you say? And he said, I didn't say anything. And I said, if I wanted to learn about Jesus, what would I do? And turns out he was the perfect person to ask because uh, he guided me into how to read the Bible. And so, that's such a gift, beautiful. Yeah, it was.
0: Think of Romans eight thirty two. As I hear you tell that story, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? We know that doesn't mean. He didn't give you the lottery but he's going to give you and i everything that we need everything he knows that we need including and up to the gift of the cross i mean how could we look at the cross and not see the love of the father that did not spare his own son for you and i and so he is good he is gracious he is compassionate
1: yeah uh absolutely amazing I got a little bit lost in my heart and in my mind just thinking about that compassionate father and how he appealed to me and allowed me to make the choice, hovering his hand over my airplane or my head and said, make a new choice. And then things had to flow from there. And as I've told you on the show before, for the most part, for the next number of years, I stayed in the world and, uh, pastor Jeff, you told us last time that, uh, you, before your Christian journey began in earnest, you would have called yourself a Christian being from Charlotte, but in point of fact, you weren't living, um, in that way. Uh, Christy looks like she wants to say something. (laughs) Just
2: thinking, but I, I mean, I'm the same way until I was called and, and it was out of, uh, sorrow and pain and suffering. And I'm so thankful that he called me and what an amazing father he is.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I, s- I suddenly got the feeling that there's a person out there from a religious background with a re- very religious view of God, pastor Jeff. And that person is kind of filtering what we're saying through their religious experience with God. And what would you say to that person? Mm.
0: Again, not to be a broken record, but I would just caution them, and you know, that they could be maybe misunderstanding their experiences to come back to Scripture and, and to really focus on how God is revealed, and then respond to Him uh, that way. Uh, I was I was thinking as you and Christy were speaking that that verse that says, you know, it is His kindness that leads us to repentance. And we know this, man. We we try to beat people up with rules and regulations, and we do need to talk about sin. Sin is real. Sin costs Jesus his life, but it's the kindness of God that leads people to repentance.
1: Yeah. Uh, if you've listened to the show a long time, you've probably heard me say, this is my favorite scripture, or this is my favorite scripture. And so favorite implies one single, but there are so many, and... Uh, This one is one of my favorite scriptures, and I think it tells you everything you need to know, because as fathers, uh, as mothers, our love of our children uh, cannot be challenged, and this is what God says. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then... Though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And so I think about that, because who of us who has a son or a daughter or a mother or a father doesn't want the best for them? Even when we have to withhold, we want the best for them. And if we know that, how much more can we look at the heavens and know that our Father in heaven is looking on us with the same love and then some? stay with us confusion
2: and mayhem whatever happened to the picture i created in my head They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine. And now, our veterans need your help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Stratton, Richard Mendeleau's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives in military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life.
1: Friends, for almost 18 months, Christy Stratton has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of Courageous Faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She's the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings us to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical and behavioral assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You will want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over the last 72 shows on Courageous Christianity, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM. KKHT, The Word.
2: What a friend we have in Jesus.
1: So Mike's pointing at me, telling me that we're ready to come back in, and and I'm just sitting here listening to this song, as I always do when he plays it. I like to always recognize Chad Strader, whose music uh, we use on the show. He's available on Apple Music, and I love Chad, I'm so grateful for his uh, generosity. And you're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we're on part one of a series, Friends with the World, Enemies of God. And this is Father's Day weekend, and we're talking about God the Father and the real nature of God, aside from what we have thought to believe because of how we were raised, and aside from what religion has told us to believe, and aside from what the world tells us to believe, because the world is about the last, uh, last one you can listen to because they have a vested interest in having us not be focused on God, And at the break, Pastor Jeff started telling us a a story about uh, just the nature of a father's love, and I asked him to please hold that. So, Pastor Jeff, would you mind uh, starting over with that story?
0: Sure, Rich. Well, where you ended was just kind of talking about the the father's love and and how he is so much greater a father than, than we are as earthly fathers. And I was thinking of all my four children. The furthest one away right now is in Cherry Point, and so that's probably in... Uh, 18 to 21 hour drive and I said if he called and left a message just kind of an urgent message dad help I'm in trouble and hung up I would either check a flight or I would drive I would start driving immediately you know I would leave work I would do whatever and I would show up ready to to help and if I, as an earthly father, would do that, and my, my, my children don't always recognize that. We've all had those moments, perhaps, where, you know, a child, when, when put on restrictions, says, you don't love me, you don't—they have no clue that we would do anything. How much more so than, than do we, as fallen children of our Heavenly Father, perhaps rant and rave and sometimes say— You don't really love me. And we have no clue of the depths and the heights and the width of his love for us.
1: And why don't we? Uh, Because the world tells us we should think otherwise, or because the world tells us he's a judgmental God, or religion says, you're horrible, God doesn't love you, you'll never measure up. Why why do we have this uh, often? I I should say often. Why do we often have a misunderstanding of God's true uh, loving nature?
0: I think you alluded in the beginning, and you're right, that some of us have horrible father figures either absent or we might be physically present but just absent emotionally, or worse, abusive or abandoned. Um, and so we, I, I mean, you have had, and I know I've had many counseling sessions where I begin to see that's what is playing out is I'm talking about their father, Heavenly Father and their images of their their poor earthly father. So that's, I think, one reason, Rich, that's very common.
1: Well, you know, there's some advantages that God has over us fathers on this earth who struggle to do well and fall short and struggle again. And I think, as in most things, it's the heart of your struggle that determines everything. Even if you're not successful, your children see you struggling to be wow. that. And so, uh, God is perfect, the perfect father, and we're trying to father in this world. And so, here we are, just flesh and blood, uh, charged with this responsibility for which we may or may not be prepared. And the deck is kind of sort of stacked against us because the world is so ready to come into your house and tell you and your children all these different things. God doesn't have that struggle. We contend with our flesh. God doesn't contend with his flesh. And familiarity breeds contempt. God doesn't have that issue because he is, although incredibly present and even in our hearts and even immediately next to us, uh, you know, we don't see him get dressed in the morning. So I think... As we judge our earthly fathers, friends, and we find them wanting, perhaps, and in that want, we say, well, this is my experience with a father, and so I don't expect anything more from God. We've got to really challenge that, because, you know, I'm on a journey as a father to be better tomorrow than I was yesterday, And that requires uh, something Pastor Jeff said in the last time he was on the show, which I have said so many times since the Bible is first a mirror and then it's a window. And so when we look into the loving word of God first as a mirror, then he tells us how to evolve as fathers. He warns us, you know, don't be overbearing with your children. So I think we have to give our earthly fathers grace and room, and even if it was painful. And in fact, a lot of times we're doing the same things that they did with our children.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking about how thankful I am that there is scripture and the word. I mean, there's a rule book. And with regards to our humanly fathers, if they don't have Christ in their lives, I mean, they're kind of set up for failure in a way. Yeah. Uh, because they don't have that guidebook, but we're expecting them to have that guidebook. So, I mean, how wonderful it is that we, we actually have that rule book, the
1: Bible. Yeah, um, not to get off topic, but I was uh, recently talking with a friend, and, you know, we wonder how to be a better father. Right. And I told him that my son's a paramedic, and when he started going off on his first few shifts, I realized I couldn't go with him. And I realized he was in harm's way trying to give to others what hopefully he had to give. I realized that the only thing of value that I would have done for him is give him a relationship with Jesus, because that would go everywhere. Um, However you process that, for example, just start saying grace at the table. Uh, Whatever age your children are, whatever age your family is, however that looks, you say, in my mantle of responsibility as the spiritual head of this household, I've decided everybody that we're going to say grace and everything good begins with thanks. And so I'm going to thank God for all of us. Let us pray. And, and that means three times a day you're turning to God. Yeah, And you're turning to him in your own relationship, and you're turning to him in the relationship that you're trying to develop with your kids. And when they see that in you, their ability to see God as he truly is in his unconditional and sacrificial love will shape them. Pastor Jeff, does that ring true for you?
0: I, I love that, Rich. Um, I've talked to so many fathers that I think deep inside want to be that spiritual leader, and they're just greatly intimidated. Maybe that was not modeled for them. Maybe their wife and kids are, are flying through the Bible much faster than them. And so I love, like you did, giving a, a young father a simple, hey, uh, a simple start. Just say grace. Or, hey, just read a verse before supper. Just read a verse before bedtime. Um, give them some simple steps to act on. I love that.
1: Thank you. So, what we're really talking about is that each of us is going to make a choice to see God as the Bible says he is, to see God as uh, a loving father, because if we are loving, then why would he not be loving? Uh, We're still here. The earth is still here, despite all of our buffoonery. I mean, here we are. How patient must he be? And so it's about that choice, Christy said, the teacher hovering her hand over the child's head and with all the love in the world, just saying, make a choice. And so what we're saying uh, on this Father's Day weekend is nobody expects us to be perfect and our fathers weren't perfect, but we can uh, stop the world and say, I'm going to make this choice to direct more of my family's gaze toward the heaven. And so our choices will determine our lives and the lives of those around us. And the evidence of this is everywhere because when we measure things by the world's standards, There are people who started out with nothing and ended up uh, successful. And there are people who started out with everything and ended up with nothing. And the difference was their choices. So there's circumstances, there's choices that we make, and those generate new circumstances and new choices. And when we view everything through the lens of faith, and this is the important piece, this is a loving God who looks on us. And when we make choices in the faith of his love, we will have uh, the lives that come from that. And what I would say is, don't expect the world to suddenly take a breather. Don't expect the world to suddenly applaud your, your new choice and your turn of heart, because the world wants to see you fail. Irre- Probably the
2: reverse. Absolutely. <laughs> gonna, it's going to come Absolutely. after you. Absolutely. Because
1: yeah. irregular warfare seeks influence and legitimacy over a group of people. And we've talked about the fact that the devil's insurgency, his rebellion against God, is lived out every day. And so it really comes down to he's trying to get to you to make one choice and God wants to see you make another and he's hovering his hand over your head and he's saying, "My son, I love you and I know it's hard. I just want you to make a different choice and if all you do is start by thanking me for the things you have and appreciating the things you have, I will help you with the rest." It's hard And the world isn't going to give you all the room to make this uh, decision. But I think it is the beginning of the journey and the strengthening of the journey. And truth be told, when we look back on our lives, we would look back on the time when we spoke to our uh, family at the dinner table and said, everybody, I know I'm not perfect, but I want us to be more focused on God. And we're going to begin this weekend by saying grace. And we're going to talk a little more about this in the final segment with Pastor Jeff Neal of Logos Community Church in Harlingen, Texas.
0: Away, and I'm see...
1: Friends, it's Richard, the host of Courageous Christianity. In addition to donations, sponsorships also help to keep us on the air and sustain our ongoing efforts. We'd love for you to join us in this mission. If you own a Christian business or an entrepreneur, or it's on your heart to support our efforts, sponsorship opportunities are available. You'll have the chance to have your message heard during each show and much more. If you want to join us in our mission to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield and support us with your sponsorship, contact us at 281 656 one eight three three, or email us at christianity at gmail dot com. Contact us today to apply, as there are some requirements. So give us a call at two eight one six five six eighteen thirty three, or email us at Christianity at gmail dot com. We're grateful for your listenership and for your support. I counted the streetlights as we headed up to the chapel to pay. Friends, welcome back. You're with Courageous Christianity, and we're talking with Pastor Jeff Neal of Logos Community Church. And Christy said something at the break that was so interesting. Uh, It's an extension of something she said this morning. You focus on everything, you focus on nothing. And so when we talk about friends with the world, enemies of God, you have to realize that for every moment you're focused on the world, it's a moment you're not focused on God. And... The world's values are not going to lead us to heaven because what the world values and what God values are 180 degrees out. And that's why you can't be both a friend to the world and a friend to God. You got to choose. It's just that plain. And I know we don't like it, but that's what it is. Pastor Jeff, where are you on that? Well,.
0: Yeah, we don't like that enemy language, but I, I was just I was reminded of Romans five. I think it's verse ten. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, and and again that, that we don't like that language, and yet that we have to to explain to people that yeah, apart from from new life in Christ, people are in opposition to God. I mean, helpless, opposed enemies of and i think again that makes the cross even sweeter that he has saved us while we were opposed to him he's again his father's day weekend he is such a great father in that way
1: totally unselfish just wants the best for his children but wants it authentically doesn't want it faked i remember uh, when he said to uh, the israelites in isaiah your lips are near to me but your hearts are far away So he wants it authentically, and the only way it's going to come authentically is when eventually we turn our gaze away from the world, and often we do that as a result of struggling and conflict. So, Pastor Jeff, as we uh, work toward the end of the show, what final thoughts do you have for fathers or sons on this Father's Day weekend?
0: Yeah, well, like you, Rich, like uh, any good Marine, I, I'm I'm kind of a man of action. I like to give action points. And so I'm just thinking this weekend, I see a lot of father-child relationships I'm sometimes at a log jam. You know, there's, there's no communication or maybe a call on Father's Day or birthday, and that's it. And so for fathers, I'll start with fathers because we always start with leaders because leaders have the big responsibility. I would just ask a father out there, if there's maybe some frosty relationship or some distance, make the move this this weekend. Pick up the phone, drive. Um Man, confess, hey, I, I know I was absent those three or four years, or I wasn't the best father. But make a move towards your child, even if they're grown children. Um, ask for forgiveness if necessary. Seek to repair where you can. A relationship that's maybe a little a little cool, but make a step toward your children, and similarly to a child, you might say, Hey, I, all this talk about good fathers I, I don't have that relationship. My father was not a good father um, and I, I heard a great example years ago. Is there something then perhaps that you could call your father, even if he wasn't the best? Maybe maybe at minimum, he gave you a good work ethic, or he he taught you a special skill. If only that, just call or drive over and say, hey, I'm thankful for this thing that you imparted to me. Again, each side, I'm encouraging you this Father's Day weekend, make a step towards the other. And the way we do that is because we are grounded in the love of our Heavenly Father. So I can take a step towards my earthly father or my earthly child. And I would just encourage you to do that. Don't don't be a person that just hears the word, but be a doer of the word.
1: Amen. I was saying to Christy uh, earlier, thinking about my parents, you know, they did not have all of the things that we have today. In their day and age, you didn't talk about a lot of things. And today we talk about these things. And we actually... Sometimes we talk about them too much. Sometimes we talk about them when there should be action. And sometimes uh, we don't talk about them enough. But often our parents didn't have the vocabulary to say, Hey, you know, uh, I was this or I was that. And we spoke last week that then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And so we can't control other people's reactions to us. But we can control our behavior. So in the truth of God's love, plainly written in the Bible, 2,000 plus pages, over thousands of years, forgiveness and love and restoration, all we can do is act on that. And, Absolutely. and what our children do with that is up to them. And then children, I would say, uh, who is free from sin, let him cast the first stone.
2: It seems to go back to that choice and lead by example. And so what are you going to choose?
1: Yeah. And I've said this before. Sometimes I'll be flying uh, for 14 hours from Houston to Narita and I'll be up there with a guy who wants to talk about all of this crazy stuff. And I'll say, is anything I say today going to change what you do tomorrow? Because if not, then I don't want to have this conversation because Mm -hmm. our conversations need to be profitable. And when I say profitable, I mean beneficial to the kingdom of God. And the first thing that determines if something is beneficial to the kingdom of God is whether there's love in it. And I think we could agree that that is the truth. And as you know, in every show we have a moment of truth where we look at scripture, which informs our discussion. And we do this to ground whatever we say in the word of god it is our first refuge it's always relevant and it never fails and our moment of truth today comes from jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 i think we're very familiar with it and it says for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future friends we are loved We are loved by the creator of the universe, plainly, purely, and beautifully, and patiently, and mercifully. And that should shape our view of God and our responses to his love. And those are the choices that we make. The world does not love you. It will pretend that it likes you some of the time, but it does not love you. God loves you. I have to tell you a story, but since my son was a little boy, when I have told him that I love him... He always has said, I love you more. So if you picture a tiny little guy saying, I love you more. And a few years ago, I told him that I loved him. And as always, he said, I love you more. And in that moment, which seemed to stretch out for many moments, I had an epiphany. Looking at him, I felt such overwhelming love. And I said, not until you have a son will you know how a father loves a son. And as I said that, I could feel God smiling down on me. And I sensed him saying, not until you have created a son and given your son, can you know how much a father loves a son? And uh, I I think that uh, should stir all of our hearts. And it brings us to our quote of the day. And since this is Father's Day weekend, I think he should have the floor. And so he has the quote of the day. And it's also from Jeremiah and Chapter 3, verse 19, which I feel is one of the saddest, most heartrending verses in the Bible, where God tells us everything we need to know about His love and His hurt and His hopes. And He says, How gladly would I treat you like my children and give you a pleasant land, the most beautiful inheritance of any nation. I thought you would call me Father and not turn away from following me. So, friends, as you make room in your life for the love of God, your life will change. More and more, you will see his hand working through the good things and the hard things to prosper you and not to harm you. In fact, Luke chapter eight twenty-eight says, God causes all things to work together for good for those who loved him and are called according to his purpose. So on this Father's Day weekend, the most important thing we can know is that we are loved by God. He is a loving father. He wants us to prosper. At the same time, he is righteous and just, and he will tolerate no shortcuts. In the same way, the world will not tolerate us focusing on him. And so for this reason, all the more, we must seek God with intentional choices, and we must avoid the world with the same intention. We cannot be friends with the world while hoping to be friends of God. And who would not want to be a friend of God? So I want to thank Pastor Jeff of Logos Community Church in Harlingen, Texas. Pastor Jeff, any final moments?
0: No, man, just love it. I uh, love hanging out with you and Christy. Can't wait until the next time. Happy Father's Day.
1: Thank you so much, Christy.
2: Yeah, we can't wait either. I always gain so much talking to you, Pastor Jeff. So thank you so much. Happy Father's Day to you.
1: Happy Father's Thanks. Day. Friends, And to all the fathers out there on this special Father's Day weekend, may God bless you and keep you. May he help you to make courageous choices as his sons and as leaders in his kingdom. And though righteous conduct will not earn you the adulation of the world, it will earn you the honor that only God can bestow. And that is courageous Christianity. So thank you for joining Christy and me today we hope you'll join us each and every week here on 100.7 KKHT and oh christy's looking
2: <laughs> stay tuned for all the other let's i want to make sure friends with the world enemies of god
1: uh, Series, absolutely yeah. thank you for reminding us of that we're going to be going on with that for the next couple of weeks and it's not in judgment it's in love as we ourselves who are just struggling to be his children Uh, to complete that becoming process as we seek to become children of God.
2: Helping us to make another choice, a choice for God.
1: Absolutely. So again, every week here, 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word, or at KKHT.com, or on CourageousChristianity.today, where you can listen to previous episodes by podcast. We're honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and semper fi.
2: Happy Father's Day.
1: Happy Father's Day.